0: hello i'm annie musu a certified eft tapping master practitioner i help women build confidence set boundaries and enjoy healthy relationships welcome to my podcast hush your mind building a better relationship with yourself on this show i offer practical wisdom to help you clear fears limiting beliefs and trauma so that you can gracefully create a life you love Thanks for joining me in episode number 36 of my podcast, Hush Your Mind, Building a Better Relationship with Yourself. What's the number one thing you struggle with about perfectionism? For some of my newsletter subscribers, it's their health. These women suffer from anxiety, depression, and chronic illness. Their bodies are drained by extreme expectations and doing too much. My heart goes out to these women. I've had my fair share of health concerns linked to perfectionism. When I consulted my doctor for chronic fatigue and mysterious body aches, he just sent me away with painkillers. Despite my frustration, I was determined to find a more durable, wholesome form of relief. Though I'm not a doctor, I've unearthed some insight and tips that have done wonders for my health. May these three mindfulness exercises to heal perfectionism bring you more ease, joy, and well being. Have you heard of the mind body connection? Studies show that our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs affect our physical body. And how we treat our body affects our mind. The mind and body are interrelated. I remember a friend from college said that the stress from a massive school load gave her a chronic stomach ulcer. She'd crack jokes, but often rested to bounce back and clan around some more. But what if you don't know the cause? A few years ago, I experienced some baffling pain all along my left side, which made me limp a bit. Of course, I checked the usual self-care suspects. Did I strain myself? No. Did I get enough sleep? Yes. Did I eat enough healthy meals? Yes. Did I drink enough water? Yes. Did I get enough exercise? Yes. Sure, I struggled with negative thinking and setting unrealistic goals. Two signs of perfectionism. But could that cause this strange pain? Then I discovered titnet Huns The Miracle of Mindfulness, which challenged my perception of pain. Is pain the same as suffering? To my great surprise, no. When we simply observe the pain, we spare ourselves from the suffering that comes with judgment and resistance. The pain becomes a mere, albeit harsh, sensation instead of a mark of who we are. Shining our awareness on aching body parts can thus improve the quality of life even for those in chronic pain. Our breath, the link between our mind and body can be used to empower us to feel like we're enough here and now. It's important to note though that mindfulness may not eliminate the pain but changes your relationship to it, making it more bearable. My doctor never found the cause of my pain. Though I wouldn't be surprised if perfectionism played a role. Over time, pursuing impossible standards, worrying about what others think, and beating yourself up can lead to chronic stress and burnout. And chronic stress from any source wears down your mind and body. Not all stress is bad, though. It can help you avoid danger, give a talk on stage, or manage a conflict. But after a fight-or-flight reaction, our bodies should naturally relax. If we experience severe, frequent, or prolonged stress, it impairs our mental and physical health, according to Healthline. Mindfulness meditation teacher Jon Kabat-Zinn recommends doing this body scan exercise to manage stress and pain. Here are the essential steps. Step number one, lie on your back. Step number two, focus on your belly, rising and falling as you breathe. Step number three. Concentrate on a body part, for example, your left foot. Notice any sensations. Acknowledge any pain and accompanying thoughts and emotions without judgment. If your mind wanders, gently bring your attention back to the body part. Step number four, proceed to your left ankle and repeat step three. And step number five, do this exercise with each body part. If pressed for time, focus on the body part that especially needs more care. For years, my mom would rush to the doctors at the slightest physical symptom. Though this reflex calmed her worries, my mom eventually realized that Western medicine has its limits. The prescribed medicine would bring some short-term relief, but develop new symptoms due to the secondary effects, which called for more medicine. It felt like we were chasing symptoms in circles and getting nowhere. That's when we returned to traditional Chinese medicine, a holistic 3,500-year-old system of health and wellness. In traditional Chinese medicine, specific emotions affect specific body parts. For example, anger can affect the liver and result in migraines. Strange, isn't it? But it's not so surprising given that the liver manages the blood flow throughout the body. Chronic anger a.k.a. stress, can thus keep blood from flowing smoothly, which then triggers migraines. Thankfully, my mom and I began to get a bigger understanding. With the help of her acupuncturist and conventional doctor, my mom found the emotional route to some of her physical ailments. She felt less hopeless and more empowered to take responsibility for her emotions. And eventually, my mom rejoiced in seeing some of her toughest symptoms vanish. Here's a lovely quote by author Kat Duff quote sometimes I think we would lose ourselves altogether if it were not for our stubborn irrepressible symptoms calling us requiring us to recollect ourselves to reorient ourselves to life end quote please seek professional care if need be but if you're curious and you don't have access to a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner Look up your symptoms in Lise Bourbeau's book, Your Body's Telling You, Love Yourself. In my blog article, you can find the links to an excerpt or another site that explains the emotional causes of symptoms, according to Louise Hay. For example, under hip, it says, fear of going forward in major decisions, nothing to move forward to. Strangely enough, this description matches my experience at the time of that hip pain, The perfectionistic overachiever in me felt incapable of succeeding, and I had given up on exciting plans for the future. My body seemed to signal to me that my mindset wasn't helpful, and that it served me to change gears. That said, take the descriptions lightly. Approach them with an open mind. Some descriptions may sound outright ridiculous. If you have dry eyes and its description of angry eyes refusing to see with love doesn't resonate with you move on. Try this meditation on emotional causes of physical symptoms. Step number one. Sit in a comfortable position, close your eyes, and breathe deeply for a few moments. Step number two. Look up your physical symptom using Lise Bourbeau's book, Your Body is Telling You Love Yourself, or another resource. Step number three. Read the description for the physical symptom, notice any thoughts, emotions, and sensations. Step number four, contemplate these questions while breathing deeply. Does the description match my experience? You might have to search a bit, but don't force yourself into the description either. Do I feel any resistance? Am I judging myself? What if the description were true? In step number five, look up other physical symptoms if applicable and repeat step three and four. After the meditation, you might want to journal about your experience. Let yourself express your feelings so that you can process them and choose your next action steps. Most importantly, please don't blame yourself for your ailment. There are many factors like environmental or hereditary reasons that affect us. The last thing we need is to judge ourselves. So it's about accepting our humanity. Perfectionism stems from the fear of being not good enough and of rejection. It's something that we've learned long ago, most likely in childhood, to feel safe and loved. As adults, we keep measuring our self-worth by productivity and achievements. Even the world seems to reinforce it. That's just the way it is, isn't it? It's unfortunate that when you were little, you had your back against a wall that you found it necessary to perfect yourself to feel worthy. Did the world spin faster than you could handle, like it did for me? Let today be an opportunity to see yourself in a new light. You're capable of giving yourself the love you need, of healing from past hurts. Allow yourself to believe, even for only a few minutes, the possibility of being another way. Instead of focusing on imperfections, consider mistakes as part of the beauty of your humanity. Mistakes can be blessings in disguise. We learn how to succeed through failure. Give yourself permission to be vulnerable. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, quote, Every particular in nature, a leaf, a drop, a crystal, a moment of time, is related to the whole and partakes of the perfection of the whole. Dr. Erica Hamilton encourages perfectionists to practice self-compassion. Every time we choose to be kind to ourselves instead of berating ourselves, we build up the skill of self-compassion. The key is to consciously practice making this choice every day. It's especially hard to do when we're ill. When we're sick, we feel great pressure to get well as soon as possible from ourselves and others. Since we can't take care of loved ones and need help from others, we might feel diminished. Suddenly, our identity takes a hit. As Kat Duff describes in The Alchemy of Illness, illness takes away the things we believe make us who we are. Our roles as a parent, child, or partner, our daily tasks, and our ability to get things done. But the person who's left, underneath the roles, is who we really are. We can welcome the stillness that illness brings to get to know our most vulnerable self, to gently practice acceptance of what is, and to embrace the unknown. Here's a self compassion mindfulness exercise. Step number one get into a comfortable position, close your eyes, and breathe deeply for a few moments. Step number two inhale while saying in your mind, I'm struggling. Exhale while saying in your mind, that's okay. Repeat several times. Step number three, inhale while saying in your mind, failure, illness, hard times, blessings in disguise. Exhale, I'm more than my failure, illness, these hard times. Repeat several times. And step number four, inhale may be kind to myself and exhale may I accept what is repeat several times feel free to create variants of the phrases in conclusion we live in a society that overprizes productivity perhaps we've always measured our worth by achievements success and hard work without even realizing it it's not easy to break out of this paradigm Yet we can work and make room for rest. We can succeed and embrace failure. We can choose to see we're worthy simply because we're alive. Otherwise, our bodies will remind us of our vulnerability and teach us how to live gently with ourselves. In any case, it's an invitation to practice self-compassion. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Hush Your Mind. Keep in touch with me by subscribing to my twice-a-month newsletter or following me on Insight Timer. And if you'd like some personalized support, book a free call at hushyourmind.com slash coaching. The links are in the show notes. May you have the courage to love and accept yourself. Be well and take care.